0: Good afternoon everybody welcome to another episode of other minds and hands i am joined as always uh, i'm Corey olson the Tolkien professor joined as always uh, by my co-host maggie park and today we have two special guests who are joining us from a long ways away uh this is cesar and sergio from the tolkien talk youtube channel down in brazil how are you guys doing
1: hello Corey, maggie it's a pleasure to be here with you absolutely all your audience it's an honor for us
0: Yes, well we had a we had the very great pleasure of getting to spend some time with you guys uh in London. Sergio and Cesar were both uh at the London event uh that we were at with uh, Amazon seeing the the preview event um that we were invited to and uh so we, we it was uh, it was I have to say a great pleasure of uh you know a, a wonderful part of that experience for me getting to know some folks that I'd kind of met that i'd met before and we'd had a chance to talk before uh on your uh on your channel but uh getting to actually uh hang out with you guys and spend some time with you was uh was very rewarding and a lot of fun so um i would like to just start off just kind of tell us a little bit about you tell us your story tell us about how how did you guys get started uh doing a youtube channel you know how did you guys kind of get to where things are down there and so, what was uh,
2: like first intro to Tolkien, too. Oh, yeah, we, uh, yeah,
0: actually, yeah, let's let's start with even before yeah. the, the, the channel. How, how did you guys <laughs> from get the beginning. engaged with Tolkien? Yeah, yeah. So,
3: for a start, I, I need to say I'm very nervous, nervous <laughs> no. now. No kidding. <laughs> I, I We recorded uh, more than un, uh, a thousand videos, but... Uh, in, with English and with talk, the token professor, it's, it's an, a big deal. <laughs> and I, I will do my best. Sergio, you start, please. You get used to him okay. in a minute, Lizar,
2: Don't worry.
1: <laughs> well, uh, here in Brazil, the first time we had token translated to Portuguese, I believe it was 1994. So it's relatively new for us, and. Uh, by the time of the first movie, the Peter Jackson movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, it was the first time I heard about Tolkien, The Lord of the Rings. And it was a friend of mine from college. He, by middle 2001, he showed me the book. Uh, and he told me, do you know this story? There will be a movie. So I'm already reading the book so that I can watch the movie. And I said, no, I don't know. But it was all that happened at the time. So by the end of the year, the same friend invited me to go to the movies and I watched it. And uh, that same week, I bought The Hobbit. the following week, I bought The Lord of the Rings and then The Silmarillion and then go on and on and on. So that's how I got started into Token. And by 2005 with Orkut, the, the media, the social network, I began to read some forums online, some online forums. And I began to see that there were some kind of crazy people who treated <laughs> the, the works as real world, about the events, the, the characters, the everything. So I said, hmm, this is nice. And I began to reread the books. And then uh, another jump on time, by 2013, 2014, I began to contribute contribute to a Brazilian Token site website. Uh, some translations, some articles, and uh, some news. And by 2000, by the end of 2015, uh, I met Cesar uh, in the same forum, uh, in Facebook. So I told him, well, there is a gap here in Brazil. There are no token channels in YouTube. I believe there is audience. So what do you think if we start something? So he was crazy enough to join me in this journey, and here we are. First, we planned. We spent uh, about two months planning how we would how we would build the channel, how many videos for per week. Uh, so we decided two videos is good. So on Sundays and on Wednesdays, and we would uh, alternate the, the the host one video by me, one video by Caesar. And then later on, we added one video on Fridays. So now we have three videos per week and many and some extras. So every month it's at, at least 12, 12 videos. And from 2016 until now, as Cesar said in the beginning, we have more than a thousand videos. And we are still on the surface of Middle Earth. But yes. we don't, don't, don't talk about Middle Earth only. We talk about Tolkien's life, uh, Tolkien's sons, family, uh, every kind of publication related to Tolkien. And we even, we even have... Uh, 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 once, once a month, we have a video about C.S. Lewis, because he was a great, a great friend of Tolkien. And now we are introducing other authors like uh, George MacDonald, uh, some things about Robert E. Howard, Cesar will soon talk about uh, what's uh, the William name? Morris. Uh, William, William Morris. Morris, William Morris, yeah. So,
0: yeah,
1: everything around talking fantasy, this kind of stuff. And our audience is great. Uh, I even want to say, Olá, Token Talkers, tudo bem com vocês? To everyone, every Brazilians who are watching us now. Oh, you
0: have! I, I have we, to say, there's there's there's, a, there's already a bunch of Brazilians in our chat. here. <laughs> yes. a, we've got uh, Inez is here, and uh, Inesia and Lorena, and uh, oh yeah, there's uh, lots of uh, uh, lots of folks here that you've uh, brought with you from Brazil, which is fantastic. Nice. And,
1: and another thing we like to do is to introduce uh, people like Cory and Maggie Park. Uh, Wayne Hammond, all these great tokenists, so that our public may may know know them and buy the books and start uh, getting uh, deeper studies in token, tokens works. So, last year we had an interview with Corey Olsen and everyone enjoyed it. It was so nice. It was an honor for us. And a bigger honor was to meet him in person in London and Oxford. We spent two whole days with him and we met Maggie there. It was so much fun. I believe it was the best part of the trip was meeting you guys there. So I believe it's a friendship that will last for many, many decades. And yeah. with our other friends we made there, who are now talking by WhatsApp, our group. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I'll let Cesar speak a little now. And. We are here to answer questions, to let everybody know how we do it in Brazil, and so on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. yeah. Cesar we'd love to hear about. Yeah, how did how did you come to uh, to, to 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 Tolkien fandom? Um, were, did, were were you discovering Tolkien around the films also, or how did that work with you?
3: Definitely about the films.
0: Um, I, I I always was an a
3: nerd. Uh, today it's cool be a geek, but in my <laughs> right. time it's nerd. You know, <laughs> right. oh, you are nerd, such a nerd, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> right. Always uh, watching some movies, like video games and cartoons. And also, uh, I-, I I like to play RPG. RPG mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like d d Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, mm-hmm. and I-, I love Dungeons and Dragons. It's this kind of role playing games. Um, also, it's uh, a cartoon uh, called Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, here yes. in Brazil, we call um, the Dragon's Cave. I don't know why, but it's called <laughs> Dragon's <laughs> Cave. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I always. As, as a little boy, I always saw this kind of thing, and some kind of uh, wheel walks, uh, lifestyle. They are short, living on trees, and also get some courage, uh, caravan of courage. And yes. I always, uh, uh, the endless story, and I always thought, well
1: Never we ending story.
3: Never end oh, the story. story. Thank yes. You. Yes. Never yes. end story. I I like this kind of thing. I don't know, but all my cousins. I uh, uh, I am a, a big family. I am on a big family with uh, nineteen cousins. Right. Just right. just me like this, right. this pop culture thing. And right. I always think I don't I, something wrong with me. I I don't get it. <laughs> Nobody likes it. I love it. I don't know. I I was uh, listening to Guns N' Roses. And I, I don't know. Something is wrong. And I, I still think something is wrong.
2: Oh.
3: Um, no. <laughs> right in with us. <laughs> uh, this this year uh, I I will complete 40 years. So has uh, was uh 20 years about this uh talking story when the the Peter Jackson's uh movies starts on, on the cinemas, um, with the Fellowship of the Ring, um, here in Brazil, in the first uh, of January, uh, the first day of the year, it's all closed, mm-hmm. just the um.
1: The movies are open. The movies,
3: movies, the the cinemas. It's open. Just, just to watch. Nothing else is open. And my my friends of uh, Dungeons and Dragons tell me, "Come with us. You're gonna like. You like the game." So, okay, okay. Uh, In the first ten minutes, I saw the shire and all the prologue. uh, The Last Alliance. The Last Islands. I start to shiver, yeah. and yeah. and uh, everything that I like it in so much ways: uh, in the visual way, and the music, and the different kind of peoples, and intricate story. It's all in. It's, <laughs> all in. it's all in. It's a whole right. package. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so many questions. Who is there? Why is this? <laughs> if I go there, uh, it right. uh, blows my mind. And I go out to the, the movies, uh, Sam and Frodo uh, uh, near to Eminem Will, uh, yes. looking for the Mordor. I need to read this book now. <laughs> I need to know what is gonna happen. Right. And at the last day, uh, the bookstores was open, and I bought I brought um, um, one volume, single volume, single volume, single volume, and and the Hobbit. So I stuck with the prologue, with the the Fellowship of the Ring concerning robots. Habits, uh, yeah. So much Hobbits, people yeah. don't don't get it. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. So so slow kind of uh, writing. I just love it. I wanna know everything. <laughs> how they smoke. How they eat. What they do. And I started with the fellowship of the ring and go go go. And uh, I was in the college uh, at the time. but with vacation, vacation, holidays, I don't know, and I just work and I go to work, come back to to my home running (laughs) and pass all the rest of the day reading and start with uh, new books and with the internet advent between 2002 2003 i start i start to meet some some people and uh, read about the, the new uh, coming films movies and some years later i i met uh, sergio uh, in this uh, facebook forum and when i saw the kind of thing he thinks how he thinks the legendarian. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw Michael Martinez. I loved Michael Martinez's website with many different... um, Questions. Questions and tricky ones. And I I thought Sergio and Michael Martinez made some uh, uh, study with... Who is that? In this book, we have this. In the other book, we have this. I like this. And we, we start to play the hack button. And Here we are, and here
0: we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Absolutely, it's amazing. Awesome. You know, one, one of the things that really strikes me about hearing your story, and I did not know that Tolkien wasn't translated into Portuguese yeah. until ninety four. That's amazing. Ninety two. Ninety two. To speak the truth, ninety two was
3: the Huntley Carpenter's bio.
0: The um, biography yes. was the biography before the book? Before, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> That's unbelievable. Wow. And by Ronald <laughs> Yes. Right.
1: In 1994,
3: uh, yes, The Lord of the Rings.
1: The Lord Actually, the Rings. Okay. there was a 1970s translation, but it wasn't official. It was I off I the think. records. Okay. So some
0: people made contact with
1: Tolkien that time.
0: But right. Right, so oh, there, right. There, there was yes. been some who discovered it, but it was. Yes, but, but it, it, was it was it very widespread, or was it just kind of a few? No, people know about no. It? no. Okay,
2: was it more like a cult following?
0: Right, yes. that's really interesting because the, the 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 amazing thing. So you know, in the English speaking world, I'm I'm older than a lot of modern Tolkien fans, but I'm younger than a lot of Tolkien fans too, and I've I know and have met a lot of people who were you know who remember when The Fellowship of the Ring was first published, you know, in 1954, um, and who, you know, ran to the bookstore in 1977 when The Silmarillion Corey. was published for the first time, you know.
3: Uh, Christine is cool. Uh, yes, yes. He,
0: Be waiting to To read uh, the Return of the King. Oh, imagine that! Right, imagine yeah. that getting to getting to Sam, you know, knocking himself out against the the gate in Shelob's yeah. lair, and having to wait like a year and a half a before the before the Return of the King came out. Unbelievable. Um, but anyway, so I guess I, I mean I've known a lot of people who've had that experience, right? Um, of 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 reading when it first came out, sort of seeing how people first began to respond to it and everything. Um, and then, of course, I, uh, you know, I, I, I am. So, I, I, I'm not old enough for that. I was born in the '70s, so I, you know, I didn't experience. I didn't, you know, came out when I was three, so like I didn't have that experience either. <laughs> um, but, uh, but of course, I was, you know, around, and I was in graduate school and teaching when the Peter Jackson films came out. So I was, you know, uh, in that position kind of just to watch this whole new generation discover Tolkien through the films, right? And kind of be a part of that. And it sort of strikes me that you guys have had almost like both experiences at at almost the same time,
1: right? (laughs) uh,
0: Which is very very remarkable.
1: Yes, Uh, our generation, mine and Caesar's, it's, I I believe everyone came from the, the movies first. Right. Uh, in my case, first the first movie, then between the second, the first and the second movie, I already had read the Silmarillion, unfinished tales, and The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Uh,
3: yeah. Sergio, it's more uh, advanced than me because uh, between the two movies, I read The Lord of the Rings, and The Hobbit, but The Lord of the Rings seems so. Um, with many tastes that I don't understand. Mm-hmm, I need mm-hmm. to read again. Right. And right. years later, I discovered the Silmarillion. And when I started to read Silmarillion, was uh, the day I I I talked to myself. This is the book of my life, the Silmarillion. Right, <laughs> right. And right. when I read The Children of Huring, yeah. And I saw um, Tour and Voronwee uh, looking, uh, touring Turambar in the, um, what's the kind of lake, Lake Iverine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at Iverine.
0: <laughs> um, nice to just be able to look at your wall for reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it,
3: it's, a, it's behind the Elisar.
0: <laughs> uh, there it is.
3: <laughs> I'm a who is inside this this uh, kind of uh, wood uh, space. Yeah. Right. Um When I realized that Turing doesn't know that uh, his cousin is
0: nearby, yes. And
3: the two lives cross cross the. Li-
0: yes. Whoa.
3: Yeah. I and. This is the day that I start to study. I, yeah. I, I change the, the key, I change the switch. Not just a reader, but I study. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I study, I, I, not a scholar, I don't know, study. I don't know. Yeah, you yeah.
0: became
2: a student of the text.
0: No, that's great. And, and there's so many people who have um, who, who have had that experience. There's something, uh, Tolkien does seem to to draw out of people mm-hmm. that, um, that, that desire to study. Right. I mean, there's, you know, and I, I, I've known so many people who, um, are just, who know Tolkien, you know, as well as professional scholars and things, you know, um, I remember, and I'm sure you guys have had this experience too, of, you know, this, when you're, you know, when you're making videos, when you're talking in public about Tolkien, it's very, it's very like you can't make any mistakes, right? It's very, you know, because there's so many people. There's always um, an expert. They're, they're, there's watching. always an expert. Yeah, exactly. They're watching uh, us. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm exactly. watching you. Where exactly. are they tripping up? It was funny because so, so a funny story. When I started my podcast, um, the dean of my college was. He you know sort of took me aside and he said you know this podcast thing is fine but you should really do some you know other real scholarly publishing as well and I was like well okay why do you say that exactly like well you know why why would you want me to do less of this and more of that and he said well because if you're just putting stuff out to the general public you're not going to get the kind of pushback that you're going to get from professional scholars, you know, from peer review and from professional scholars, you know, like you can, it's, it's, it becomes easy. You can get away with saying almost anything to the general public. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, you Are you kidding nothing. me right now? <laughs> like, have you ever actually talked to Tolkien fans? That is not like. Believe me, that is not the case. Um, uh, now, obviously, like a peer-reviewed situation, you do get different kinds of feedback, and it is useful in different ways. But, um, but yeah, it's so you, have, so, you don't have so, to be on your toes like you do on. Uh, <laughs> oh my know, goodness! Like oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. And, but no, Cesar, that that world, that that story, right? You know, the the it's just wonderful to hear. You know, more just of people like that, you know, people like you who are who are just drawn into it, right? Who, you know, you find yourself like now you are, you know, you are you are one of those people who can uh who you know who has studied and 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 and, and you know can can talk about these things and it's fantastic.
2: And I just love you how know? many gateways there are with Tolkien as well. You know, that you didn't have the option before ninety four to really get into this. So like you didn't have a choice. It it came to you. And it right. just it spoke to you. And I was the same. My gateway was the films. And my mom was obsessed with the books when she was in college and stuff, but I I had never really engaged with them. This but it was
3: your yeah. mom
2: already read the, yeah. the books. Exactly. I mean, she, she grew up in the age where Tolkien was, you know, the hippie hero and that, that was her, (laughs) Um, but yeah, mine was definitely the adaptation and the care put into taking that text to screen and then seeing the visual representation. And then we got all the behind the scenes stuff that I was like, Oh, Hey, that's how films are made. I'm in. (laughs) But through the lens of Tolkien, we have so much to work with. So I love that it, it grabbed you like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny. We have uh, one uh, a girl who is our collaborator. It's, she's called Paula Paula Dugais. and it's uh, another show we have in the channel. It's only for kids. It's called TT Kids. It's talking about kids.
0: I, I was looking at that. That's awesome. really, it's, it's yeah. really great. Yeah. Yes,
1: and she tells uh, Token's stories in a language that kids will appreciate. So she never watched the movies before. I believe, until now, she never watched the movies, never only watched read it. the she, books.
3: She don't want to break uh, her imagination,
1: just right. the books. Right, right, right. And he first told the, the Hobbits, and then Smith of Wooten Major, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And the, the, the perhaps... second season,
3: we are so fancy. We have the first season, yeah, <laughs> the right. second season, and the third season will <laughs> be maybe um, father of, uh, uh, giles of from han the farmer giles of han yeah 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 yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. probably uh, I, we we are talking about this but paula is a uh, pro storyteller yeah and uh,
4: wow. it
3: is is her profession and mm-hmm. uh, when we 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 are, was in london she called me and tell me Caesar, I was invited for a big uh, uh, South American event of storytelling and imagination with uh-huh. a guest of honor because the TT kids.
0: Nice. Because uh, they, that's they great. F- yeah. Yeah.
3: It, it's amazing.
1: Uh, yeah. It's two- funny. Uh, some of, of us, because of the channel, started to work with some things related to what we do in the channel. Paula uh, some, has some invitations. Uh, Alexandre Azevedo uh, work, works on the design, design of the books. Cesar is a consultant to, the, to HarperCollins Brazil. Uh, I worked as a reviewer to the new edition of the biography of Harper Carpenter. And who else, I believe? Ronald Kimsey. Ronald Kimsey was also our mentor, our master. Mastermind, and he, he works as a translator. And so the channel provides us with many opportunities.
3: And, and we have two um, uh, very different uh, times uh, in token here in Brazil. We have until uh, 2018, because right. from 1994 uh, to 2019 was one publisher. And they, uh, bring many, many books, uh, many, um, books like Bellwolf, the mm-hmm. legend of Zig Gudrun mm-hmm. and Kulervo, Kulervo yes. and uh, with a uh, one year, one year and a half, the difference between the, the English publication. So it's a good one. Right. But when the new publisher HarperCollins Brazil start, uh, all this uh, potential and this audience uh, was asking for more, yes. more and better, and the publisher uh, can, they, they, they heard and respond with the, the better books, better materials more uh, events, and so we now we live in on Tolkien's paradise. <laughs> uh,
1: for instance, we never, I believe we only had The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings in hardbacks. And now every, every book comes in hardbacks. Before it was only paperback and different sizes, it was a nightmare yeah. to our shelves.
3: Now it's uh, <laughs> perfect for uh, people with OCD.
0: <laughs>
1: <Everybody>. <laughs> That's excellent. And for the first time, also, uh, there the, the was a simultaneous, um, the books came out simultaneous as internationally. For example, it started with The Fall of Gondolin. Uh,
0: yeah. Reynaldo José
1: Lopes is the translator. Hugs, uh, Reinaldo, I believe you, you are watching. You can imagine yeah. this. The,
3: the English, okay, the book is ready they our translators receive the material running start to translate (laughs) just to make this simultaneous the of the gamelian was the first and also nature 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 Nice. nice it's a kind of it's a kind of crazy people work with talking here (laughs) yes
1: yes i believe uh, only germany brazil and england had simultaneous right right yeah that's amazing
2: yeah that's
0: amazing yeah and
2: do you find that your community is of a similar passion like you have a really giant group that is just as enthusiastic as the two of you for all this material um, look at those nods i love it you <laughs> yes
1: yeah,
2: we're upset they are
1: they are always asking what is the next book when we will have the easter of middle earth and how, how about the atlas of Middle earth mm-hmm. they are always wanting
3: more and more and more yeah to, to talk about numbers the last publisher oh i need to put my laptop on the energy. No oh, great! Yeah. All right, I, I get it. Uh, the, the The former publisher um, take one decade, ten years, to hit uh, one million copies. The actual two years and a half. Wow.
1: One million and, copies sold.
3: And we have so many books to. Uh, to public, publicate, mm-hmm. uh, also publish. atlas, publish uh, atlas of, uh, middle-earth from Karen Fonstead is coming, uh, soon. Um, mm-hmm.
0: the history of middle-earth the, is coming soon, right? The
3: whole, the whole, uh, the history of middle-earth that and is when, when one book it's launched, the people buy it and already ask it it's another and another (laughs) we need more next and also they want
1: the review of token talk about the book Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
3: the the book is already on the stores. i need the review
0: (laughs) you already read
3: (laughs) yeah yeah Do do you guys
2: interact with your audience a lot like do you take their questions and really engage with everybody yeah great yeah. very yeah. much and ma- in
3: many social medias on yeah. instagram mm-hmm. twitter and also uh, the lives it's the the best place to talk with us we kind we, ca- we have two kind of lives we have the open for a whole the whole um, public uh, one one time uh, once a month, month. once and a some. month and we have our uh, membership, and in this membership, our um, members, audience, yeah. audience uh, can get into the screen with us and right. talk yes. like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, because
3: it's a it's a, a, a small number. Right, right, yeah. And they they have this this kind. Of, some sometimes the people start. Whoa! I, I need to show my books and and show and everyone. Awesome. Also, <laughs> it's amazing.
1: We call our videos TT because it's the the talking talk. Talking talk, talk. So TT and TT numbers a uh, hundred. Uh, we we joined together. I believe how many people? Si-
3: 60, 63 people.
1: Sixty-three people reading uh, p- uh, some some parts of the books, different parts. Yes, yeah, right. different no, parts.
3: No, no repeat. Right. Yeah. All over the the country. So, but of um, course they
1: did. It was a smaller channel. We we could do this kind of thing. Nowadays it's
0: impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's fantastic. So, what do you what do you find in because it's again, it's it's. I'm I'm trying to uh, sort of think about the impact of a group of people who, for whom the the films and the books are simultaneous like that, right? Because in 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 America and England, or in the English speaking world, the whole um, uh, sort of struggle or dynamic of the uh, of the the films was, you know, you had people who had been Tolkien fans for decades, right? And then mm-hmm. you had, and then the films came out, and many of the people who had been Tolkien fans for a long time were uncertain about the films, right, and were saying many of the same things that people are saying now about the Amazon show, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. uh, and then the films came out, and then you got, and then you had, you know, millions of people loving the films, right, and then many of those people discovering Tolkien through the films, and now afterwards, right, um, but but kind of those things all kind of coming together. What what would you say is, I don't know if this is expressing it quite right, but like the balance between people that is, um, the of people in Brazil who say who would say, I like Tolkien, like who would call themselves Tolkien fans, um, would you is are most of them people who are primarily fans of the movies, maybe they've read the books, maybe they haven't read the books, or would you say that, you know, the majority of people, you know, have have have, have most of them kind of gone on to discover the books afterwards? I, I'm trying to think like what that discovery is like <laughs> in a country where the books weren't available, were essentially not available before the films came out. Right. Um, it mm-hmm. just, it, it creates a completely different thing. And, and uh, I have to imagine Creates a different relationship between the book and the movie in the minds of of fans in Brazil, and I'm trying to try to understand that in some way.
1: I think I think we, we could say that the majority of the fans love each other equally or almost mm-hmm. equally books and the movies, mm-hmm. because everyone I know started from the the movies and then yeah. went to the books, and right. even though they now like the books better, they never stopped loving. <laughs> The, the movies sure. it's always something they, they carry yeah, inside their hearts right so but they are they are, they are uh, how can I say too 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 serious about the new adaptation So right. they kind of okay Peter Jackson is my is my idol my my little puppet here my my doll that I love and I keep it here in my shelf uh, uh, with the books. And don't mess with that. Don't mess with Peter Jackson. Don't mess with the books. I don't want anything new. It's something yeah. like that. There's these movements yeah. here. Um,
3: so. I I believe that all the hard, uh, all the heavy users all, all the hardcore readers of Token Brazil,
4: mm-hmm.
3: always talk uh, in the cell uh, with another. Uh, you already the did your marathon, move marathon this year. Mm-hmm. It's this kind of uh, chat. We read the books and always watch the watch three the movies. movies, the extended
1: <laughs> uh, editions. So mm-hmm. They love it equally. Right. But- and that's funny because as uh, saw it says there are some things that they already hate about the new adaptation, but they don't hate when Peter Jackson changed some things because they have that, that feeling that their, their first contact with Tolkien was through the movies. Right. I, I, I like to give the example of Glorifidel, who is never, who in the movie, and they put that, that that elvish lady, that princess, and so if it was today, nowadays, they would accuse Peter Jackson of uh, uh, being, uh, how can I say, of giving more importance to a woman character than to a male character, so he is putting some that. political agenda to the movies and so on,
3: right? It's, so- a, it's uh, the, the same old story, the, the hunting the witches, I see, and always, and right. the, the The history of the humanity is like this when electric electricity was, um took in the houses S- some people took this is a kind of black magic, this is this a sa- <laughs> Satan's thing. Don't use electricity and uh, uh, all this this kind of uh, the, uh, many subjects about this. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to make some some noise about the, the anti vax, but some kind of things about the the new mm-hmm. or the yes. the advanced is always
2: with some uh, red a sense. Attention. Yeah. Yes. There's a yes. real fear for change because we're so... I don't understand. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. so grounded in what they love, they don't want to see it messed up, which I get that. But that's yeah. the whole point we, we do this, of just like, let's talk about how change can be beautiful, you know. These
3: books will, will never be changed. Exactly. You know, the Peter Jack's the the, movies also. You know, the,
0: Right. Take it both, easy, man. Both, <laughs> both Peter Jackson's movies and the books are not going to change, and will oh. still be around, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's, there's. I, can't, really,
3: I guarantee.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. really no worst case scenario. Like the worst, it's, it's like the in the worst case scenario, you just ignore the new thing entirely and yes. stick Don't with engage. what you like. There's, there's no, there's no, there's really no downside.
2: No one's forcing to that. you to replace.
3: Yeah. Anything like before, but we we talk a lot a lot about the Hobbit trilogy, yes. because we we don't like it. We, yeah, we Same. definitely don't like it. But they this kind of movie bring to us a new public, a new audience. This is a good because it's a new readers, mm-hmm. and when they read the books, whoa what a Peter Jackson was thinking.
0: (laughs) It's It's a kind
3: of good thing. It is a good
0: thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, in my world, the worst case scenario is that the show is really bad and we have lots more to talk about, to talk about, you know, what was was bad about it and trying to understand their choices and compare it with the books and, and, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And compare it with what we might have done, you know? So just right. having all of this, this background knowledge and choices that you make when adapting, yeah. Right,
0: right, absolutely, absolutely. But I can, it's, so yeah, again, trying to imagine this, the the the, 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 the sort of situation in the culture like the Tolkien fans of Brazil, where the movie and the books really came in at the same time together. It's easy for me, I, it, it makes it easier for me to imagine there might be even more resistance to the Amazon Ooh. show mm-hmm. among, because it's not just that you don't just have the book that might get messed with. Cause see, again, like in the English speaking world, for many of us, at least for those of us who are older than like 35, there's, we've had the experience, like we knew Tolkien before. Right. And even if you didn't like the Peter Jackson films or the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, film, like, nevertheless, you've seen Tolkien has survived that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can tell you from experience, like we, you know, we used to read and talk about Tolkien before, we've been reading and talking about Tolkien since, like I can tell you there's not gonna be a Tolkien apocalypse if the, if the Amazon show is not good, right? Um, I, I, we've I survived it really before, we can survive it again, right?
1: And they think we have to defend Tolkien to be like uh, knights of Tolkien and defend <laughs> him against all the corruption Man, Tolkien is there, like you said. Yeah, and he, doesn't he doesn't need, need defense. That. He doesn't need
2: he it. Sold, he yeah. sold the rights. He, he, he stands kind.
0: Yeah, he sold the rights. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, exactly. But but again, I can see how my perspective in the English speaking world. Um, you know, I'd been reading Tolkien for, you know, what I don't know almost 20 years before the films came out right um uh but again so for for a whole this you know not just a generation but like a whole civilization of people who have discovered Tolkien in the movies at the same time right um to uh the peter jackson films are almost at like the cornerstone of tolkien fandom right and so therefore Mm -hmm. I was I was actually had a conversation with one of um, one of the Amazon people at the London event near near the end, uh, and we were talking about some of the anxieties that people have. And I was saying I, I I think I do think that one of the problems it's not the only problem but one of the problems is that people there are a lot of people who still are very attached to the Peter Jackson films. You know I know there are many many people who for whom the Peter Jackson films were uh, you know, like a cornerstone of their childhood, right? Like it's, you know, one of Physical
4: the influence. Yeah. Yeah, like a
0: pivotal yeah. influence in their entire youth, right? Their entire growing up, it's has formed therefore part of the texture of their entire, you know, experience. I mean, it's like, it really was that kind of a phenomenon. It really has meant that kind of thing to people. And, and separate that's,
2: generational that's cool. too. But my hippie mom that loved them in the seventies, watched them every day for months right the extended edition right. you know yeah. as soon as right. one ended, she just restarted it so in months <laughs> this was on right with all the commentary on different days so right yeah right.
0: It, yeah no so i mean that's so but people so there are lots of people who are kind of in that category right and for anyone who is in that category i can understand that it would be very natural to see any new thing right uh coming in as a a threat at least As an interloper right just somebody who's coming in like what are they doing they're they're, you know they're they're trespassing right they're trespassing on this sort of sacred ground of peter jackson's films um and it's really hard to keep an open mind right it's really hard to kind of reconcile yourself to that and so and I'm, i'm thinking back to that conversation that i was having um uh in london and just sort of realizing In some ways, I think this must, it would seem to me that it must be almost an even more profound effect in Brazil where, you know, there are now over the last 20 years since the books were published, right over the last 20 years since the films came out, um, uh, I guess almost 30 years since the books were published, um, there has grown, you know, this really vibrant and very heavily engaged, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, culture of Tolkien fans in Brazil. And for almost all of them, right? The Peter Jackson films are, yes. you know, at the foundation yeah. of that or or you know, have been sort of the introduction for that. And so I can imagine there must be a lot of resistance to the new thing, you know, which is gonna be doing different things than Peter you know, so the elves with short hair and all that kind of <laughs> thing. <right>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we take the blows because just because we talk about the series. But we would talk about it anyways, uh, with London trip or without London trip. So we have to talk about the series. And only because we don't talk through the political view. We talk about what we see and how it compares to the books. So people are mad, crazy. They want to, I don't know, to cancel us. So you may cancel. We we want to talk about five people. If there are five people who want to listen to us, it's okay. But Christ. we are going to talk strictly about what we see and how we compare it to Tolkien. One, one of the major things we always try to follow in Tolkien Talk it's never talk about politics, religion, and social, uh, social matters. Mm-hmm. It's only about Tolkien and his, his words. When I wanted to talk about religion, I created another term, uh, the Catholic Garden. It's about Tolkien and the Catholic Church, o Guardião Católico, in Portuguese. So, because I know that Talking Talk isn't the place for that. We only talk about talking, the movies, and if you want to talk about religion, politics, uh, political agenda, it's not the place. Somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We we we
3: understand that talking is uh, the sun of our system, mm-hmm. and many subjects are the planets right. gravitating right. Uh, around him. So we talk about CS Lewis mm-hmm. one one time in the uh, in month. And uh, we talk about the movies, the old animation uh, the adaptations, the, uh, right. yeah, H- right. half back, um, mm-hmm. um the
0: The Rankin Bass Hobbit. The Rankin
3: Bass yeah. Hobbit and mm-hmm. uh, The Hunt for
0: Gollum, All the, old-
3: the indie movies, all the indie movies Hard has we have 27 uh, critical analyses of the movies on the channel. We're talking about the Barry and from a French indie production. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the Hunt of Gollum, the Horn of Hope, the Horn of Gondor, and even the Forest of Tom Bombadil. It's a scholar, a high school. Uh, project project uh, that became so cute, so well done, <laughs> with no money. All the city um, was uh, crowdfunding to help mm-hmm. the, the the children to to make the movie oh, in the of Forest course. of Tombowaju. Yeah. It's a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and uh, when I f- I made the critical analysis, I. Uh, become friend of the director because in this uh, in the past she was uh, one of the actress and director of the movie. is a, is a girl with uh, 15, 16 years and she made the uh, cinema cinema college and her uh, her, way through the movies is also very good and it's amazing, think the book, the Peter Jackson, the the girl who start make some screenplay and it's it's amazing, we we talk about everything, but Tolkien is the sun, right, so we're gonna talk about the Amazon Prime and we're gonna talk every adaptation and this kind of resistance of, no, I don't know, man, you have 30 years, I don't know, 40 years, you don't, you can look the world like this. Right. It's a suicidal. The world is, uh, is uh, constantly uh, changing and improving. Uh, we need to, to look every, everything and learn to see the things. Many um, uh, uh, walls are falling, and Mm -hmm. we need to build these bridges. Right. So I I think like this.
2: And at the end of the day, we're all nerds. We want to talk about this stuff. There's so much (laughs) to (laughs) dive dive into.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, and it's the the thing that um, the. The tendency to want to so that that the people that I have the hardest time talking to in some ways are the people who are um, you know Cesar, you were just talking about how things change right and it's it's important to engage with other things um, the idea that there's some uh, <laughs> I was just talking on Twitter the the other day with somebody who said that. Uh, and this is actually not even about the Lord of the Rings. We had digressed, and we we're talking about the Wheel of Time adaptation. And they were they quoted a, a line from the first uh, uh, episode of the um, uh, of the Wheel of Time adaptation, and they said the, the the people who made the show they lied about because like they had changed something. It wasn't even I didn't even think it was actually a significant change. Like it wasn't actually it was, it was angled in a slightly different way. Like the emphasis was a little bit different than the emphasis is in the books at that point in the books. Um, but anyway, she was like, they lied about this and I'm like, it's, you know, but that, that kind of mentality, right. To say like, you know, I've read the original and if you, if you do anything different at all, right. If you think (laughs) in any kind of creative way, if you adapt it, in fact, in any way, it's not only that's not okay it's dishonest like that is that is lying <laughs> right? yeah that's
2: going back to that language we talked about isn't it yes. it's sacrilege yes. it's a betrayal yeah, yeah. bastard. Yeah. I, I, I think this is pathetic just
3: pathetic mm-hmm. because it, it shows so narrow view of mm-hmm. the world of the life um uh we struggle to bring more girls to to our channel mm-hmm. because because mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings has so many men, uh, right. but the girls really love the Elwin uh, kind of plot. So m- many things about Elwin make success with the girls, and maybe the series now with the new characters uh, that. Wasn't in the book. Uh, maybe they think uh, we can put some uh, more girls here, uh, some black people there, and it's okay. It's it's nice. It's nice. It's it, don't 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 gonna explode the books or change the whole idea. the The beauty of the story, uh, yes. the beauty. I believe uh, this. Yeah. Uh, what is? Is the good fighting against evil and persisting this is mm-hmm. the whole idea
0: yeah yeah there's uh there there are a lot of um there are a lot of ways in which you can make changes like that which can actually reduce barriers to entry like it really can be a barrier to entry to people as you say i've known many women who found it hard to get into the water now i've known very many women who are enormous Tolkien fans, but um, but I have known women who have had a hard time, um, you know, kind of connecting with the Lord of the Rings because uh, it seems to them like a primarily masculine work. Um, and so, yes, if there are ways in which you can take the story and ad- so that you are introducing people to Tolkien and to Tolkien's ideas and to Tolkien's themes and reducing those barriers to entry, that... What I I can see no manner of problem with that, you know. And you can't you can't merely take the fact, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, Cesar, you're making a great point about um, the elevation of Arwen's character in the Peter Jackson films, right? The replacement of Glorfindel with Arwen, uh, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, as you say, had that been happened now, you'd have a lot of people be like, "See, they're <laughs> you know breaking the lore for political purposes, right? In order to include." Mm-hmm. It. Um, but what it can do is instead to, 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 to challenge, um, you can think about what they've done with that female mm-hmm. character. Just like when they added, I mean, I, I still like in general, I like the idea of the character of Toriel in The Hobbit. I think that was a great idea. Um, I think what they did with her character was horrible, but not her fault. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, you know, but, but anyway, the idea of her character and of introducing her character, um, they needed to introduce some new characters because they did not have any characters that were showing what anyone but the, like the Elven King is the only elf character really i mean we get the we get that one scene with the butler and the guard right but apart from that one scene we don't get any perspective on the story from the point of view of anybody but the king of the elves, right? Um, and so for the film, of course, you have to introduce somebody besides the king or his son, right? Uh, in order, to, in order to, to give some kind of texture, right? To the life of the, of the wood elves of Mirkwood. I th- that was a, a brilliant idea. And that it should be a, a female character was, a, was, was, I thought, an excellent plan, right? Um, now, that doesn't always work really well. Sometimes sometimes when uh you know, when filmmakers do this, um, you know, they just they end up having this kind of tokenist thing, right? Where we have like the token woman and, you know, the token uh, uh person of color, right? And the, the you know, I mean that that's that that's often and that can be done really poorly and really clumsily and can really detract, right? Um, so yeah, it's possible that that can be done badly. It's possible it can be done really well uh, and it creates an interesting opportunity for you know discussion and analysis and sometimes and, draws your attention to things. Yeah, go ahead, Cesar.
3: And I don't believe that one good idea with uh, a bad result uh, change uh, uh, his status. Is still mm-hmm. a good idea, but mm-hmm. the way uh, the people uh, make this kind of ex- execution it doesn't work, but mm-hmm. it's still a good idea. And we we can try a new ways to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Oreo, it's a great idea, it's an amazing idea,
2: but
1: uh, go out the way. Right, right.
2: But it's still yeah. a good idea. That's, That's what you're supposed to do try things.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: And also there is only one female character in the Hobbit, the books. I believe it's the uh, Feel Killy's mother. So how can you make a movie without women? Yeah. Yeah. No?
2: Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure there were women in that world. We, we didn't exactly. have mm-hmm. the names, but I'm pretty sure
0: they existed. Been...
3: Belladonna, it's uh, quoted uh, briefly right. in, in... We know uh, that Bilbo
0: had a mother, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
3: And yeah. The, uh, in The Hobbit Unexpected uh, Journey, in the extended version, I love uh, the scene uh, when Bilbo was a child, and we got uh, the old took, uh, Belladonna, and Gandalf with fireworks. Uh, in his memoir, uh, his uh, reminiscence. I, I I just love this. I when I saw this this scene, I I I thought, Peter P J, why why you don't give more of this to us? Yes. Uh, uh, and kill the Azov, please.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Right, right. Hey, uh, so uh, Matt from Nerd of the Rings is uh, is here and he was just uh, saying mm-hmm. how he really hopes we get to dive into the civilizations of Rune and Harad in the show. And I totally agree. I think that that's mm-hmm. it's one of the really exciting opportunities, I think, of of going back to the Second Age where the dynamics are different. Right. You're not dealing with the same kind of political world. Right. You don't have you don't have. You know, Gondor and Rohan—you know—all uh, set up and kind of ready for the story to focus there, right? We have this blank. Most of Middle Earth is a kind of blank slate. We have Lindon, right? We have Eregion, Those are important places. We have Khazad Doom, yeah. of course. Um, Varking is here too. So, of course, I have to mention Khazad Doom is one of the places that we have. But, um, <laughs> uh, b- but nevertheless, there's there's there, there's so much wide open space, right? And I hey, think it's right. a re- really neat opportunity. Yeah.
3: Uh, when I thought about the Harad, mm-hmm. I thought how the Hobbits in the end of the third Age talk about the elephant was yes. a legend. Yes. But if one of the hair mm-hmm. was uh, near the South and saw an elephant, in this kind of story, no, right, start to to. Through the ears, until
0: the poem was made. So mm-hmm. the legend that lies behind Sam's oliphant poem. So you think we get the we we get the origin story of the oliphant poem in uh, in this show? That would be very cool.
3: <laughs> and maybe fastochika, cool. fastochikalo, fasto fasto
0: Fast that's that's a hard one even people in english don't know how to pronounce that one uh in english yeah. i believe it's fasta fast takalon um but it's 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 a, the only reason by the way that i feel confident in how to pronounce it is because it's in a poem uh and so the meter of the poem i think in english mm-hmm. helps you to figure out how to but i had to practice that one for a long time fast to talk along the, the giant <laughs> turtle yeah exactly exactly No, it'd be fun um yeah and thinking about um thinking about rune and harad right um so on the one hand, we know we know two things which seem to me to contribute some really fascinating ideas for stories there, right? One, we know that several of the Nazgul came from there, right? Um mm-hmm. we don't know like women audience. Yeah, exactly. We don't know much about who they were, but we know you know that they came from there. And secondly, um, we know, and I'm thinking here, especially of some of the stuff that Tolkien says in the history of Middle-earth um, in uh, Morgoth's ring, which people in Brazil will be able to read in Portuguese soon. Um, yes. Is, uh, <laughs> is that he, basically Tolkien was talking about the period of time between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, basically when, when Sauron reveals himself and sets back up in Mordor, right. Prior to the, and begins to prepare for the war of the ring. And, um, Tolkien talked about the cultural work that Tolkien had to do. He set out to establish cults of Sauron in the East and mm-hmm. the South. And he, he said, you know, Tolkien said he had to corrupt their societies to the point where the soldiers of Rune and Harad are willing to march alongside orcs, right, um, without being appalled, at that, right? And that you know, that basically it's it's not um you know that people of Run and Hard are not intrinsically evil, right? They're not just they're mm-hmm. not just evil races, right? Um they're people uh, you know, with their own culture, doing their own thing, but Sauron has brought them in. How? Like, what? What levers did he use? What kind of pressure did he use? How did he bring them around to, um, you know, to 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 worshiping him? To and he, and he, you know, Tolkien talked about some of the some of the techniques, uh, perhaps that Sauron might have used. So. We know that that was a process, and that was a process that was undertaken more than once. It was undertaken in the Third Age. It was also undertaken earlier on, but then Sauron was away for so long; they had to start again in the Third Age, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the idea of imagining societies in Rune and Harad, um, where on the one hand there's an ancient, you know, the, there's there's this ancient connection, especially in Rune, where there was there was a lot of worship of Morgoth back in the First Age, right? But then Morgoth goes away, and so presumably the culture changes over time, and then Sauron comes back and tries to revive it, right? So thinking of like the historical layers there, and um, but anyway, both of those stories kind of point in a similar direction, right? You've got um, the leaders, right, the the kings who are going to become Ringwraiths, who presumably are not just evil from the beginning, right? Who are Mm -hmm. themselves going to become corrupted and tempted uh, to take up the ring of power. Uh, And then you've got the cultures, right? Which are not themselves evil cultures, but they're going to end up serving in Sauron's army. How do we get there? Right. It's almost like um, the attempt to go back and retell the story of the fall of Anakin Skywalker. Right. Um, Except for a whole, civilization, right? How did they come to this? How did they, mm-hmm. how do the people of Rune and Harad end up marching in Sauron's armies? Um, and it's a, it's clearly, there's like a, a tragic story behind that. There's a really like, you know, a, a story of, um, you know, a culture that has been, uh, you know, stomped down a people that have been oppressed and enslaved. Um, you know, how does this, I mean, also... anyway, there's so many interesting things that they could do there.
1: Well... We may also remember some speech to Frodo when they say, when they see that been that falling from the Yeah. And he says yes. something like, uh, maybe he, he w- didn't want to, to be here to be making war. Yes. Uh, yes. There's a story behind this man, maybe we we'll see Eli- something like that.
3: Also, Elisad, when the, he united all the Arnold and Gondor, he starts to make some dipl- diplomatic uh, actions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the South and Aragorn was a great warrior, definitely, but yeah. he's wise wiser. Yeah. yeah. He starts to work with the words, with the people. This is the real world. Right. It's not just a punches. It's right. a talk, diplomacy, and maybe. Which we can see some kind of thing, this kind of thing, on Aaron And we know Aaron is like a, a father's model to, mm-hmm. to Aragorn. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Aragorn know things, know how to walk, how to uh, look, how to uh, act, and maybe Elrond as a Powerful warrior and a powerful and wiser man also can be a mirror to the future Estelle and Aragorn and Elisa.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, Matt was saying he loves the idea of Harad being caught between an evil Sauron and a Numenor that's growing more evil by the day. Exactly. One of the ways that I would play that story is that as Numenor becomes more and more imperialistic as they begin to oppress the peoples of Middle earth more and more, um, to, to play on how Sauron would come in and offer to help them against the Numenorians, mm-hmm. right? So Sauron yes. is kind of playing that from both sides. On the one hand, he comes to control some of the Numenorians, right? But then he's also offering the escape from the Numenorians and resistance to the Numenorians to the people, and so can kind of get them either way. Some of them get uh, you know conquered by the black Numenorians some of them are freed from the Numenorean oppressors by the armies of Sauron. And guess what? All of them end up in Sauron's armies, right? One way or the other. And so, I mean, watching Sauron manipulate that, you know, watching the stories of the, and, and some people will certainly be resisting this, right? Um, All right. It'd be fascinating. I, I don't know
3: if you have this kind of issue. Um, many younger readers, or gamers love to ask us so you think if Sauron fights with Gandalf with <laughs> s- some people fight with and right. Who would uh, win? I yeah, always yeah. I always ask it like this Morgoth was an Valar the most powerful of the Valar yes the world is his ring yes.
0: His ring, it's yeah.
3: all inside the earth, but Sauron. It's a mire. It's a low level, but right. with malice. Right. He Sauron always worked with the malice. Mm-hmm. With and the, also,
1: uh, it's I believe in Cimarillo says that every act of Morgoth had the finger of Sauron. So he learned a lot from the First Age. Yeah, and when he gets to the second and the third, his his malice, his his is much more increased. His his ways. Yeah, Absolutely. So, and so, once we believe that the Blue Wizards could be on the series because they went to the to the east to to face Sauron's ideas there, but I don't think we will see that. But it would be nice. to Again, Yeah, I'm, the blue I'm not totally wizards. giving
0: up on the Blue Wizards, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We'll see. Perhaps yes. this
0: stranger, I don't know. Meteor man, yeah, who knows? Yes. Who knows? But, <laughs> absolutely yeah. rule it out.
2: Yeah.
3: If the blue wizards uh gonna appear, we don't know, but they don't don't get out uh launching a many fireballs and with a wizard um right, yeah, I wand. don't know yeah. Yeah. what. Yeah uh, No, yeah. it's another kind of thing. It's another exactly. way of the mm-hmm. magic, and the way to think. If Sauron uses the malice to enchant uh, this uh, dark people with dark with dark age people,
4: mm-hmm. the
3: mm-hmm. Blue Wizards needs to use her mer- uh, his mercy, uh the love, the compassion, the. Um, all the good things to uh face the evil and yeah. this is the, the war this is the real war they yeah. fight yeah they and,
1: and we, we can we can even go even backwards in history because the these men from rum and Ard, they are the, the, the first fall of men they, they, they are reminiscence they are descendants of the first men who fell from to melk Mar- to and then the Eden went away, went to the West, but they remained there. Yeah. So we have yes. an even backward story there. So very much. Too many too many things to tell.
0: Exactly. Never now and this anything. Yeah, they're always there definitely too many. But still I think that there's a lot that can be done. Um, even though you can I mean obviously they can't tell the whole story, right, of the people of Rune. And yet what they can do is tell an in depth story of a slice of that, right? So mm-hmm. I don't, we're not going to get the whole dynamic, right? Of first the people, going like, to take the people of Harad, right? First the people of Harad um, met the Numenorians when the Numenorians sailed back and were their allies, and then the, nu- the Numenorians begin to oppress them, and then the emissaries of Sauron come, and then they start a cult of Sauron, and Sauron is their ally. Like, we're not going to get that whole process, that hi- whole historical process, right? But what we can get is. Within the span of like one lifetime, right? Um, a setting which already includes all of that, right? Show us, show us a city in Harad, right? Which has as its, written, which, which, where we can see the historical roots of the pre Sauron, pre Numenorian culture, right? Uh, traditions that show, um, you know, that just by how they talk about the Numenorians, we should be able to tell the kind of history that they have with the Numenorians. Right, and maybe you start the drama with Sauron coming in and working to try to kind of win them over as his allies and turn them against the Numenorians. Right, like that. I think even within the time compression framework, which is almost an in- inescapable with a show like this, because um, they're not doing a historical overview like the Akallabeth. They're doing, you know, a, a, a you know, a, narr- a, a narrative that's going to give us the, you know people and their lives. It's its different. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I do think that you can kind of still capture a whole bunch of this, this stuff. Even thinking of Rune, Sergio, like w- what you were saying about the history with Morgoth back in the day, right? You could even do that just by having in the city where these things are happening, have there be like an old, like a, a ruin, right? Of an ancient yeah. temple mm-hmm. to Morgoth, yeah. right? Which nobody worships that anymore, but it's part of their culture. Like, they would, they would have some connection to that. And what would that look like, right? What would their culture, how would their culture have developed in the centuries since Morgoth was eliminated, right? Mm. Um, you know, removed from the world. Um, and then how does Sauron play on that? Right. And try to manipulate that. There's so many things that I, I do think are doable, with, even within the compressed frame of a TV show. Um, and I, I hope they give it a shot. I don't know how many. I mean, there are limitations to how many different stories they can do, of course. But uh, I, I don't know and if we we'll get both Rune and Harald, but I hope we get at least one.
2: And I hope that it's not too gimmicky, you know, that they're not trying to, like, force all these little references in there, but it's really carefully thought out. And, yes. you know, even what you were saying, just like having a, a rune or a, a moldering monument to that, like, maybe it's also used in slang. Like, you know, maybe right. it's it's some kind of term that references something that happened centuries before, but it's so ingrained in their culture right. that we just get these little phrases. Right. and yeah.
0: Right. Oh, hey, um, comment from Mr. Penguin. Um, And I'm going to play the same game I played last week where I um, say things without saying things. So Mr. Penguin says, (laughs) the problem is the second age is a setting very different from the third age. I worry that they are trying hard to make trying uh, too hard to make it uh, the third age more than it should merit. I'm not worried about that.
2: That is among the things
0: I am not worried about.
2: And we weren't I can't tell about you anything
0: before. else, but I'll tell yeah. you I'm not worried about that. And
2: I have to say, we weren't worried about that before. I we're wasn't really, really worried, worried about, about it. Yeah. Yeah, we're
3: really yeah. not worried I'm, about it. I'm especially
0: not worried. I'm much less worried about that in the last two weeks than I was before. Um, and the 30, age,
3: the 30 age, it's the, uh, the on decadence. Uh, decadence. decadence. Decadence is the French yeah. word. That, yes. I don't know. Yes, I, I know a uh, um, uh, Brazilian song called Decadence avec Elegance, and I, I think with decadence <laughs> with my hand. Um, uh, Third Age is a pure decadence yeah. with the elves uh, living, uh, the mm-hmm. the dwarves and the hobbits start to fading, and it, it's the years of the man. So with, uh, we talk about 6,000 years before that. It's a very different uh, environment. Yeah. yeah. With strong men, strong elves, strong dwarves. It's totally different. And we totally can say
1: different. that the showrunners, they know it's different. Yep. Right. They know yep. it's different time. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And so I get to follow up, Mr. Penguin was saying uh, that elements like the inclusion of hobbits, um, are, are, seem to be a sign that they're leaning in that direction of kind of thinking more in terms mm-hmm. of the third age. But again, I, I, I would disagree. And here I don't have any inside information on this so I can talk about it more. Uh, and, uh, and that is, it seems, it seems actually pretty clear, um, a pretty clear example, Mr. Penguin, of the other way around. Now, I agree with your later statement that, um, they do i mean in order for it to feel more like middle earth they want to include hobbits i sure i'm sure that's mm-hmm. true right but i think instead of saying we're 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 going to incorporate hobbits in the story because we're kind of trying to make it feel as third age as possible i think it's the other i think it's quite the other way around i think they're okay. saying we're excited to take the opportunity to say what is the prehistory of the hobbits the stories that have been told right we know but remember in in the lord of the rings in the in the prologue The hobbits complain about the fact that the histories don't mention them, right? You know, Mary says things like, we've been around a long time, right? Though (laughs) though people don't remember and nobody tells stories about us, we've been around for a long time. And so we, we have absolutely no reason to think that there were no hobbits in the Second Age. There is no reason on Earth to believe that there were no hobbits in the Second Age, um, we don't have any stories from them then, but we do have those complaints about the yeah. fact that there aren't any stories about them back then. And so I, I think that instead of saying we're going to try to bring the Third Age that like instead of using the hobbits to say we're going to bring that Third Age familiarity back into the Second Age, instead it's a way to say I I, I think that I think that the arrow goes in entirely the other direction. We want to take the opportunity to inject some, like, strangeness into the Third Age, right? You think you know hobbits. You think you're familiar with hobbits because you've met them in the Third Age. But now let's imagine what were they like in the Second Age? Easy. Given what we know about hobbits in the Third Age, what might their, you know, given that they existed, which, again, no reason to think they didn't, what might their culture have been like back in the Second Age? Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's a wide-open, fascinating question. Um, well, and tonight. it's always been my guess that that was what the show is planning to do with the hobbits. I totally agree. I
3: totally agree with the the kind of the hobbits and uh everybody uh, is calling us a solda, solden, sold out. Sold out. And yes, exactly. so I, I need to I need to to make some critic about the right. The only critic that I really have about the Amazon is about the name of the, the principal, Hobbit in, in the in the teasers, because uh, we know uh, all the girls uh, in, in in the Shire has um, a flower name, right? Rose, Lily, whatever. But uh, the showrunners and we know that this kind of um, uh, character uh, in the um, Vanity Fair uh, publication, article. yeah, article, it's Eleanor. Well, we know Eleanor, it's um uh, Elvish anachron- name. Elvish name and mm-hmm. with anachronism, because who fought in Eleanor was Galadriel. an older f- who speaks Quenya and starts to to speak Sindarin. Don't for me, with all the information that I have now don't make sense a hobbit called Eleanor, mm-hmm. but maybe they have some crazy explanation about this the The idea of a flower name right Eleanor right. is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. naughty is a nickname okay because we know that some hobbits had Some um, interactions with the dwarf people, right? Right. Nori from the Kalevala, no um...
0: the the Veluspa, yeah. The the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: okay. But Eleanor seems very odd because El star, Anor sun, flame doesn't make sense,
0: right? Right, yeah, I hear that. Um, and I can't explain it. I, I have no, I, you know, um, Uh,
1: I just, I I just hope. Yeah. I just hope the harfruits aren't in Eriador. I believe they must be to the east of the Misty Mountains at least. Because it's the first place they were where they were they were seen. So I believe they must be more to the east. I don't know if the in the series they will show this.
0: That is possible. That's actually something that I think I've been forgetting even to wonder about. But you're right. Hmm. Um, where geographically, where the hobbits are? Um, it's, the the first time, the, yeah. the Vales of Anduin.
1: Yeah, between yeah. between Mirkwood and the Misty yeah. Mountains.
0: Yeah, Well, that's those those that's the oldest settlement of hobbits. That From the Third Age. Of. Yeah, in the Third yes. Age. Um, but even that is pretty re- comparatively recent, right? It's only. A yeah, mere, f- f- you know, one thousand five hundred years ago or something, you know, before, uh, before, you know, it's it's it's, uh, yeah, it's still relatively recent, um, in even in the third age, um, so I I would, now well, okay. Anyway, what I was going to say but, uh, is, uh, I think uh, in caries. my head I've been assuming that the Harfoots are going to be an Aeryador, mostly because, I think you know one in my own head I've been connecting them with, the. We need to see something, I think, we need to see something of the humans of Eriador. Um, the humans of Eriador, like that is the mortal race, the non-elves, non-dwarves in Eriador interacting with the Numenorians, right? And being affected yeah. by the Numenorians, right? And it seemed to me that the Harfoots seemed kind of positioned to represent that, you know, that group, that that demographic so i think in my head i've been actually assuming that they would be an area but i admit i like your idea if they are further to the east if they are in fact maybe they are significantly further east right what if they mm-hmm. are out um so i'm thinking of like the, the the things that we've seen right we know that we're going to be in linden and Eriador with the elves. We know we're going to be in Casa with the dwarves. We know, um, we've seen some glimpses even in the trailer of what looked like p- potentially the far south. Um, we've mm-hmm. seen the far north, right? With Galadriel on her expedition, whatever she's doing, um, climbing ice walls and things. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know that we've seen anything in the east. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, that might be Rune. Wouldn't it be fun if the hobbits are in Rune or somewhere nearby there? Um, Because, Mm -hmm. of course, we know that over time, almost all of the races move west, right? Yes. So if they were not, not only if they were just in the vales of of Anduin, right, but if they were significantly further east of that, so that, you know, Gollum's people are the, you know, the Harfoots after they've migrated west, right? Mm -hmm. They are out, out of the map. They are
3: yeah. all off all the map.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's um, I had not thought about that, but I love this idea. I'm but this is now the... this is this is my new hope. My new hope. You have inspired <laughs> a new hope that <laughs> the Harafoots are in Rune and they're going to be our like way into the story of Rune. That's my. That the only problem I
1: see is because uh, because of this stranger, the meteor man. Because if he comes from the, the West, the, the, the immortal lands, so he probably won't be landing uh, east of the Misty Mountains. So,
0: Well, but he could, right? I mean, it's... Yes. And, and, <laughs> but. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It just, uh, I don't see any rule that would say he would have to land on the western shore. I mean, if you're sailing on a boat, yeah, you got to land on the western shore, right? Yeah. But if you're flying in a meteor, you could land anywhere you want. <laughs> the whole idea right. is
3: so absurd. That's
0: it's a little nice. bit absurd. <laughs> Why not? So that, and therefore, there are very few limits to you know, reasonable <laughs> limits to impose upon it. Yeah, you know exactly. But, um, my, 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 my hope. By the way, my hope is that the meteor man is going to be a good guy, right? Yeah. That, that we've had so many ominous, like the sight of him in the fire and the, the poster of him with the apple, the right? Apple. Which, uh, you know, thinking of the, the, the Garden of Eden iconography, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, um, we've had all of these hints that he's evil. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping against hope that he's not actually, that he's going to actually end up being a good guy. So we'll see. Um, I don't know interact- why, but
1: I, I, I think about Saruman when mm-hmm. I see him, because much later in the third age, Saruman had this, this secret uh, thing about the Hobbits because of Gandalf. So right.
0: perhaps he came first. I don't know. And that would be God interesting. That would be interesting. That. that would be interesting yeah yeah um yeah yeah um
3: but uh corey i i really love the idea of the interaction between the um, normal man uh middleman middleman and meeting the high man of numenor or yes. probably on guaflo and uh, yes. they yes they made some uh, porch porch Loans, uh, loans, ports, uh, ports, yeah, yeah, ports. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 fought uh, in Elvish uh, loans. <laughs> <Loaned. And, laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And uh, A, start with this. When in uh, doubt, if you cut, can't
0: think of the English word, try the Elvish word. Try the Elvish to help you. With <laughs> right, <laughs>
3: and may, maybe he start to, to uh, teaching something, um, and cut some trees. Uh, Building some uh, some
1: uh, village. Installments. I think we'll see mm-hmm. that because the, when we the map was first revealed, we we saw the the map going yes. backwards in time. Yes. So the trees were were diminishing. Yep. So yeah. I think we'll see that the exploration of Momenores in Midor. And this interaction
3: in the future, I don't know if in the second age can also include the hobbits, because we know the halfling, halfling term, was because the Numenoreans is about two meters tall, and they are halfling.
0: (laughs) Right, Mm -hmm. right, right, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, no, I agree. And again, I know some people are thinking, oh, how are they going to be able to do justice to that kind of stuff? So, like the the establishing of ports and deforesting of the area around the Guaflo and all that kind of thing. Um, but again, they don't have to show it all happening like it's a historical documentary, right? Yeah. All you have to do is give us a moment further down the road and help us to see through visual cues, through um, you know narrative references in the dialogue, that it has happened in the past, mm-hmm. right? Bring us into br- bring us into the story downstream, but make sure that the world that you're depicting is the world in which that stuff has happened and it'll work like that. That's that's a, a fine way to End do it. And in
2: the world where that stuff is believable because it's grounded in Tolkien. So don't right. just make something up to make something up, exactly. use what we do know from this lore and develop that and incorporate that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can absolutely just reference something in the background and have that stand as something much more impactful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, over, uh, uh, Zavoni was asking uh, Matt here, uh, um, but I, I can give his answer, but I'll answer too. Um, did you feel uh, like something you guys said could affect the series? Um, probably they wouldn't reshoot scenes because of new realizations from meeting with experts. I I, I doubt they would do that, but, but I do think, I did get the impression that the Amazon people were very interested in what we had to say. Like they were very interested in our, I think and- that they, they were not just talking and then hoping to transmit stuff through us. They were definitely listening to us. And Mm -hmm.
2: definitely not just being polite. They were taking notes on what we said, you know, and really specifically asking for a strong opinion.
0: Yes. Yeah, for sure. So. um, So, yeah. How is that going to be manifested? Like, what actual impact is that going to have? I have no idea. Um, But I definitely got the impression. I don't know. Cesar and Sergio, did you get that impression, too, that the Amazon folks were were interested in hearing from us as well as showing us things?
1: Definitely, and, and for, because they asked us first, what yeah. do you think? So we we could tell them, and what I think it's co- courageous from them, uh, because they stood there, and it, 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 we we weren't asked to say only good things. We could even uh, say bad things about the show. So and we went there not to ask about the show itself. We wanted to know them, to know yes. how was their relation token and, and so and from their answers everyone was relieved relieved, uh, relieved with what they said yeah. that's what yeah. people outside don't understand they think that we were we all received a script you, you were yeah. going to say this, this and that but mm-hmm. it was the feeling we, we got, everyone got the same feeling, that's why we said almost the same thing to people <laughs> <Yes>. because <laughs> hearing them we saw what they said, some quotes they used. Uh, when I I myself talked to one of them in the lobby afterwards, I was quoting a letter. I won't say which letter. Maybe perhaps another time. But I I quote the letter, and he he, he started to, to finish what oh, I was saying. finished your sentence. To one of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This man really knows what his, and, what he and has in his hands.
2: And it mm-hmm. saved so much time in our conversations because we didn't have to provide <laughs> yes. that backstory, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
2: yeah. Like, oh, you're yes. already on the same wavelength as me. Great, let's right. let's chat.
0: Exactly.
2: It's uh, that.
3: That's how I feel. Uh, how I felt. I I was very um, okay. Let's let's watch this. I wanna hear you. So they start to speak Oh, man. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is the leather. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is the code. Right. right? Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really don't expect that, uh, all the dancers. This guy, they are heavy users. They yeah, are right. Uh, yeah. deep, right?
1: Uh, of course, they wouldn't change anything until the the show comes out because there's no time for them. If they wanted to, I, I think they have. Someone is is being the consultant for them, and we don't know who. But they wanted to to hear what we had to say. Mm-hmm. We, we had a chance to tell them what we liked and what we di- we disliked. Yeah. They
3: really know what they're doing. Why and they- also,
1: they showed some concerns about the general concern about that people are having with the show, and they talked about it too. And we liked the answer also.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yep. no, it is funny. I, I, I couldn't help but laugh when we came back and we had this, you know, we, we all had this very similar experience and reaction. Uh, and then people are like, well, it just shows that it's a conspiracy because you guys are all saying the same <laughs> thing. And it's like, seriously, like, OK, so if a group of people see one guy shoot somebody else and they all agree right? Because they all saw the same thing that that guy, Mm -hmm. like, does that prove it's a conspiracy? Like, it's like, it's called (laughs) eyewitness testimony. Like, we were all there. We all heard the same thing. You know, and we're all agreeing about the thing that we heard. Like, that's actually, normally that's called corroborating evidence. (laughs) You know, like, it's it's the way
2: it works. And this is a room of people that can't agree on many things.
1: (laughs) Yes, Yes, exactly.
2: This kind of
3: conspiracy theories, it's, it's new for me, because my generation was always uh, on, on vex, always uh, believing on, on the science. Uh, so many things in my generation, uh, know some things. And I saw my, my friends, my contemporary fairies, uh, friends, talking some things. I, man, why you think about conspiracy? <laughs> Why are you
2: thinking everybody think it's in the just world a hobby of some people yeah
0: yeah, yeah it's it's it is funny, and of course as uh, as several it people sells. um pointing out i think it was uh nick was pointing out um of course all the people who are going around saying hateful and abusive things are all saying the same thing too does that prove that somebody's paying them to to to, to, to say those things right (laughs) i mean uh so yeah it's it's all it's all kind of i
2: might have said this last week too but i like i don't know how you guys feel i still think they didn't show us much It was very minimal. We didn't see Mm -hmm. story arcs, you know, we just saw kind of an overview. I think that was purposeful as well. They didn't give us a lot of fodder, but what they did give us was street cred of the creators, you know, and that was Mm -hmm. much more important to us. Of like, okay. uh, I see what comes next and I'm open to it because you guys, you guys, you know. That's where, for instance, I
1: I, I think someone said in in, in our group, uh, that's when, Pete, when we, sh- we watched Peter Jackson on the extras of the DVDs, everyone uh, uh, saw that he was a hard hardcore- was Maggie. was Maggie. Maggie yeah. said that. Uh, yes? Yeah. I got yeah. Group.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: So we had the chance to see something like that when yeah. we we went to the it questions It's that
2: answers. credibility, you know, like there's such mm-hmm. a distrust of the creator because they are interpreting something that we revere as biblical word. You know, you cannot mm-hmm. use that because the creator has deemed it thus. Right. So if you all of a sudden have a creator that says, oh, I'm, I didn't read the book. I'm just going to disregard it. No, 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 But if you have a creator yes. that can keep up with you and understands and, you know... Mm-hmm. It, we call it fan speak and adaptation and fan studies where like if you can speak the same language and you can rate each other's knowledge based on your fan speak like you guys are echelons above me in fan speak because you're referencing things i don't know you know but like mm-hmm. if, if a creator can do that with a fan then street cred yeah. it is just established exactly.
3: You 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 uh, talk about this on the first video about the Oxford, and I, I don't remember the the right word, but you can fake this. Yeah, you no, can, yeah. No. You uh, can uh, uh, rehearsal uh, yeah. this kind mm-hmm. of thing.
2: You just have and, inside. And, and like our group was really challenging that fan speak. They were really raising the bar, yes. and those guys met them. You know, mm-hmm. so like. There, you. Yeah. There, you can't take that. There wasn't time for them to quick Google that on their phone because you're not going to find that web page. like yeah. it just doesn't exist. Exactly. Or, or
3: some some point in the yeah. year. Oh, right. <laughs> Yo, you quote this. Right. A, exactly, It's inside They uh, their heads. Their heads. Their heads.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I said, Sergio, that he could not have rehearsed being able to complete the quotation you started right. quoting from the letters. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's yeah. you can't you can't prep that. Like you can't prep that. Um, but but this is exactly why, says are coming back to what you were, uh, your uneasiness about uh, the name Nori and how it doesn't seem to make any sense. Right, and I, I agree. I, I can't make any sense of it. Um, I can't explain it But this is why I don't feel I mean, I said before, I don't feel any anxiety About this show, and this is why I don't feel anxiety Right? I'm not saying that I necessarily know I'm going to love it, but I'm not Worried about that, I I, I share that question Like, I agree, like, it doesn't make sense I can't explain it, I wonder how I wonder why they did that this way Right? Um, But having met them and having seen how deeply immersed in this they're, I feel confident they have an answer. Maybe I'll like the answer. Maybe I won't like the answer, right. but I feel confident that they're not just throwing stuff out. Right. I mean, it would have been possible. Um, I, I was uneasy about it before. Like, Oh man, like, cause it's very possible that somebody who doesn't know Tolkien that well, someone who's just kind of reading the Lord of the Rings as a source text might think, oh hey, so Sam's daughter is named Eleanor. She's a Hobbit lass. And so therefore it's cool to name Hobbit Girls Eleanor. So this'll be a little Easter egg reference to the uh, to the Lord of the Rings book, and fans will like that, right? I can imagine that going through somebody's head, right? Um, but there's a tone-deafness to Tolkien's world in that kind of thinking, right? Cesar, as you said. Yeah, you can say it, it doesn't make sense in Tolkien's world um, to do it that way, unless there's an explanation, right? Unless you can, uh, you can. Uh, they have in fact invented a story which makes sense of her name and uh, makes it work. And I have hopes that that yeah, is true. That you know, I I, 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 after meeting them, I find it likelier to believe mm-hmm. that they have an interesting story invented as to why she came to be named Eleanor. I believe that more quickly than I believe that they just kind of threw out that name because you know it would be a cool reference to Sam's daughter um, right. all by itself. But there's one
1: thing that since the, the teaser I, I, I always say this uh, that, that I hate already about the show is the, the point not the pointy years but the way they are used there. Because right. it's it's like something to to make a difference among the races, but Tolkien never used the pointy point ears to differentiate to make a difference among the races. It mm-hmm. was always about the eyes, the the, the how voice. they stand, the, yeah, the voice. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing I don't like about the show. But I think thinking of, as a showrunner, or someone who's mm-hmm. writing the series, they they perhaps they they are. Points into no non tolkien fans. The ones who will get into Tolkien now. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps they need need this to, to to see that they are very different races. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. like it.
0: Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I agree. More of a big I mean no as you say, no big deal is made of it at any point in Tolkien's writings. But here, and I you know, Maggie might be able to say more about this, but the other thing that it strikes me is not just um, reaching out to non-talking fans, but um but also just visual cues in a visual medium, right? I mean, uh the elves have pointy ears, the humans don't have pointy ears is a really, really simple when you're trying to introduce a whole bunch of characters and show them, you know, so that people who don't already know who everybody is, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh just you know can just look at the screen and say, that's an elf that's a human that's an elf that's a human is really helpful right and so mm-hmm. sometimes you need those, that kind of shorthand um, and if they're trying to on, tie it on... into
2: the and if they're trying to tie it into the visual language that we know from the peter jackson films those elves had pointy ears and it became super mm-hmm. trendy for people to buy those pointed ears for three bucks in spencer's yes. or whatever and yes. wear them around town and for people to know that that meant that they were a lord of the rings fan so like yeah. there is that just kind of I don't know, immediate attachment to it that exactly if you have to get something across quickly, we're all going to get it. I might not like it because it's just blatant. That's not how it's used, but I get it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I agree about the rubber ears. I mean, that has yeah. become like an iconic <laughs> thing, right? Of, uh, we'll have like dozens uh, post- of them in their pockets. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, but my uh, I'm, I'm really, about that.
3: I am I'm really not worried about the show. Um, all that I saw and that I heard, uh, it's nice to me. I, I'm very um, excited to watch it, and mm-hmm. um, I, I I I don't suffer for anticipation. <laughs> I, I I just wanna I, I just wanna hope for the best, uh, the best for the books, for the talks, mm-hmm. the people, the friends, and and for Amazon because uh, we need uh, tell good stories. Uh about, about the good. Yeah.
2: There was a really wonderful point on Twitter the other day that I think every we all saw where somebody commented saying, we keep referring to it as the Amazon series. Nobody refers to the Jackson films as the New Line Cinema series, mm-hmm. you know? So there's just this attachment that we, we are putting a studio onto it when we forget it's not the studio, it's JD and Patrick that were really impressive. Yes. To us.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that is, it is true. I, I'm, I, I hope that as time goes on, of course, the problem is most people have seen very little of the show except the Amazon logo, right? The Amazon, yeah. uh, you know, Prime Video logo. Um, and so they think of it as the Amazon show, right? Yeah. I am hoping that more and more people can come around to seeing it I'm as good. the JD and Patrick show rather than and, as and- the Amazon show
3: also m- maybe um since a-, a silly comment about me but for us it's it's very easy to remember peter jackson yeah yeah peter jackson jackson is a good name peter is a good name it's <laughs> right. for us, for yeah, us
2: always... this <laughs> lady. Is
3: spelling in, right. in english is spelling it's it's a nightmare right you know right and jd here, <laughs> don't, don't, it's It Doesn't don't. work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I can see that. Well, um, we'll have
2: to come up with a, a Benifer type. Yeah. Yeah. we we'll maybe we'll,
3: pain in McKay. McKay. Pain in my Yes.
0: Pain in McKay. Pain in McKay.
3: Pain in McKay. Yeah. McKay. Maybe this. Maybe McKay.
0: that. Yeah. We'll work yeah. on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I do think it is true. Um, you know, a couple of people are talking about how they've not really been in the public eye. Um, they will be, I believe uh, they will be. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, in case you're wondering, I am totally going to invite them to join us on Other Minds and Hands. Um, we'll see if they we'll see if they have a chance to do that. I hope to get them on the I show. Hope so. um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, no, the the, the time will come. When they will be, when they will be much more in the public. I don't know exactly when that is. I'm not, you know, we're not privy to, you know, their uh, plans as far as that's concerned. But I am very. That's that's honestly, I'm looking forward to that more than I'm looking forward to new trailers or anything. I'm looking forward to the day when uh, when JD and Patrick are able away. to talk to the public and the public is able to hear from them and to get to know them a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. That will be a big a big thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Maybe do you guys remember before? I don't know, maybe I'm sure my age before the Jackson films, was there this kind of scrutiny? Like, were you expecting to see the street crowd of Peter Jackson before you went to see the
0: film? So, the there was guy? there was uncertainty. I mean, goodness, like, don't forget who Peter Jackson was before. Right. I mean, his films give no, you no confidence, nothing, right? I mean, yeah. like, okay, so this unknown he was nobody. horror movie nobody. Yeah. director, B movie horror. B-movie horror was what he was. And so, yeah, there was a lot of, I don't don't know about scrutiny because again, scrutiny meant a different thing back before the internet. Right. Um, but, um, but anxiety. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, there were, you could have found like in 1999, you could have found lots and lots and lots of Tolkien fans who were saying this is going to be a complete disaster. Right. They've hired this hack director who's never done anything and certainly never done anything like this, but he's never done anything at all. Like we're taking seriously. And um, and this is and and now he's in charge of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, man, this is what is going to happen. The the thing is, uh,
1: there was no social media then, So nowadays, everything comes from this to a big
2: thing. So in your face so fast.
0: That's the difference. The difference is that all of the people, there were lots and lots of people saying that but they didn't have social media accounts. So nobody <laughs> knew except like, you know, the people who hung out with them, right? And they complained to all the time. Or
2: the one, or the the one, ring, or the but, one message boards, yeah. Right, yeah. right. That was but really the, kind uh, of the beginning
0: of that, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought about the the, the difference of the situations, uh, right? Peter Jackson, uh, we don't have Instagram, YouTube, and uh, but now we have. But we, we now also have people like us who study, who talk about it. So we have some balance. Yeah. It, it's a good environment. Uh, I know with all the hate, with all the mispolite, but it's still a good environment. And I always thought about the Warner Bros. Uh, director, I don't know, who talk. well. Peter Jackson, it's your name, right? You want to make two moves about the Lord of the Rings with uh, some kind of million dollars, right? No, let's make do three. we yeah. will give you more millions. I, I never saw you before. I will give more millions <laughs> and you do three movies.
2: It's In it's New Zealand, insane. not under our watchful eye. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right. right. Yep. Yeah.
3: It's insane.
0: Looks like joke. Uh, uh, Absolutely.
2: I, I would like to hear what his pitch was like because he must have been very. Convenient.
0: That has to have been one of the greatest pitches of all time. I mean, yeah. it really, it really has to have been. I mean, it's it's.
2: Uh... Heard it was the end of a financial year, and they really had to shift some cash. So they were just
0: like. <laughs> right. Maybe it was just uh, some we kind of spend coincidence, this budget. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's hard to imagine them putting that kind of budget out there, uh, you know, because they had it sitting around in the corners of the room, right? Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, no, I think it's it's it is there is so much more similarity between this moment now and the kind of fear, anxiety, and anger that people are having um there's way more similarity between this and the year before the the Peter Jackson film yeah. came out than people who just don't remember it uh, realize yeah. you know um. You know, I've heard people say, like, oh, but the fan base is so angry about this. And I'm like, No, the fan base is exactly where it was before the Peter yeah. Jackson films. And therefore, I am mm-hmm. not worried about the, you know, if the show turns out to be great, which it might be, if it turns out to be great, people will come around just like they did for the Peter Jackson films. Right. Um, um you know, if not, not and no loss, right? But um anyway, yeah. So like you
2: said, there's going to be so much to discuss. Regardless, will it
1: be fun? Yeah. Exactly. We we saw what the first trilogy uh, on cinema did, and we, the second one too. the The second was horrible, but uh, Tolkien uh, remains getting more and more readers. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Effect mm-hmm. is It will still be a net gain, and it is fascinating to think. Again, I didn't even know this about the publication, the translation of of. The Lord of the Rings, how late that came in 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 in, uh, in Brazil, and it's just fascinating for me to think of. Um, so now, like there, there have been times before, believe it or not, when I have still encountered Tolkien scholars, Tolkien people, who have said, like I was actually talking to somebody just a couple months ago who said, I don't believe that there is a single person whoever watched the movie first and became a, a, a like a genuine Tolkien fan or scholar <laughs> afterwards. And I'm like...
2: I, I keep, I, let me give you
3: names.
0: Yeah, I know. And, I, and so normally my reaction to that is like, let me try to count the people I know. I mean, I've encountered... I will give it one country... Well exactly. Right. that's gonna be my new answer. My new answer to that is gonna be let, let, let me introduce you to Brazil. Right. It's a wrong country. <laughs> would, you, would you like to the talk to talk to the people at HarperCollins Brazil about the extent to, it, to which you know Tolkien uh, readership has picked up? I mean come on. Right? Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. That's so great. Yeah.
3: But, yeah. And uh, I I believe that we have so much to talk about, about the books, about the the series, about the movies, and always, I always saw the, the glass half full, I don't right. know if you had this uh, yes, half full yes, or yes. Half, yes. Uh, half full, well, we have a big company, a good people who know the history, the the, the life of Tolkien, and mm-hmm. answer our questions, we have money, we have audience.
1: Why
3: not? Mm -hmm. And also, it's funny uh,
1: all this hate. Some people say all these self-proclaimed token experts who went (laughs) to London. (laughs) I never said I was a token expert. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know where they took this from. Yeah. But it's funny to to see.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
4: Okay. It, you know,
0: the people have spoken as far as you guys are concerned. Uh, you have uh, a wonderful program down there at Tolkien Talk and uh, a marvelous community. I've, I've really enjoyed, I appreciate you sharing your community with us today. We've had yes. so many uh, <laughs> of your Brazilian listeners uh, with us here in the chat today. Um, and I have to tell you, this has been by far the most uh, pleasant and cheerful uh, chat stream we've had uh, the whole time. We've been yep. doing other minds in hand. So it's been it's been <laughs> a nice. great blessing uh, Anyway, so I just, it's so exciting to learn more about what you guys are doing uh, down there in Brazil um, to, to sort of uh, learn more about Tolkien culture. We're uh, definitely hoping to uh, continue this relationship um, uh, one of our uh, uh, signum folks uh, on the chat was saying, um, how do you say the word moot in Portuguese? Uh and of course thinking exactly the same thing that I talked uh-huh. with you guys about, I would love we we'd love to come and do uh I, I think uh Signum University would really like to team up with you guys to do uh an event to do a little talking conference down there uh in Brazil sometime maybe down in Sao Paulo or something uh in You'll uh, we'll do uh, it yeah. sure yeah. It, 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 it would be awesome would really really love It's already episode. on
1: our plans Fantastic Excellent. yeah
0: exactly um yeah so that we're we're definitely there's I think there's there's a lot of stuff that we can do together which I'm really uh yes. uh really really excited about so anyway Awesome. And you guys
2: are just so nice. So thank you for that. Nice. <laughs> thank so you. My pleasant, <laughs> but it's been a joy. And
3: Absolutely.
2: Uh, the, the
3: word for moot is encontro. Encontro. And it's like meeting, but meeting right. for us, it's, it's reunion. And reunion for you, it's a kind of, but reunion, it's a different way. And meeting, it's encontro. It's like
0: a uh, 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 mood. Encontro. There Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Very cool. Well, right. It's always a pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Cool. No, 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 please. Please, go ahead.
1: Well, first we had you at a Talk. Now we are here. It's We never imagined we would be here someday. This is Signum University. Here I am. <laughs> so, uh, I, I got to
0: see yeah. that. I got to see the Portuguese translation. Cesar brought that to London, uh, so I, I got to yes. see that. Uh, I got to sign I'm it. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun. I'm I'd, I'd never seen. I, I, I knew it happened, but I'd never seen the Portuguese translation <laughs> before. So, yeah, that's fantastic.
1: So, uh, being here with the one who started podcasts in internet it's real uh, uh, it's a great adventure for us and it's a challenge because we have a name to to carry on right and that's what we we try to to honor token and all the people who who make this tokenist world this this fandom we know sometimes they are and we are too passionate about it and there are some some fights but we we always overcome them, and <laughs> and we are all friends in the end. Yes. And with you two, Maggie and Corey, we know, as I said in the beginning, it's the friendship between you guys and us. Uh, it's something that will make grow even more. And we we can't say much now, but uh, we had a whole dinner with Corey. Maggie, unfortunately, wasn't there, but we talked about many future plans.
4: Yeah, Corey. More yeah, many, lots, many of, things lots of fun ideas out.
0: we have. Yeah, we'll we'll be yes. we'll be announcing some 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 new things soon. I hope uh, some new yes. uh, collaborations between Signum and uh, and you guys down in down in Brazil. Really excited about the potentials there. So it, it, it uh, will be great. And
1: next week,
0: I believe we're going to
1: have a live uh, 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 membership live, and we we'll begin to talk about this with our member members. And I think it's the beginning of a great project. Yes. And I can only say thank you both for having us here. Sorry for our uh, uh, broken English.
0: We try our best.
3: <laughs> My one, yours is a
0: great <laughs> <No thing>. English. <laughs> <laughs> thank it you very great. much for,
1: for the opportunity. And I don't know what else to say. Every time you guys want to come come to our channel and talk to us about the series, about talking about your works and New projects. The door is open. You are always always welcome. And yeah, thank and you me, very much.
2: And thank yeah. you guys. I mean, we'll have lots to talk about over the next five years and then some. So yeah, I'm absolutely. sure this is just the first of many appearances on this side. But yeah, very good. Thank you good. so
3: much for coming along. Yeah, thanks Sergio, very much. Thanks very Sergio, much. Sergio, you 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 tell the uh, you tell that the door is open, but you you don't talk about the tea. The tea, yeah. the, <laughs> right. tea, open, the tea is on the table also. That's <laughs> right. Tea is at 4, is it? tea on the table. It can come. And I always think about journey. When I thought, okay, it's a journey and I felt like a hobbit, gain the word, uh, get out and new new people um, mm-hmm. and new some elves, some dwarves, some great men, great women. And it it's a strange thing, frodo. you put your your feet uh, outside the, the house. The yeah, you and never know. yeah, you never know. And uh, I'm very happy for this opportunity we um, uh, we read your book, uh, listening to your podcast. Uh, yesterday, I was uh, watching the aphorism uh, yes. Yeah, Class. The, the aphorism duel. It's, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Blows <laughs> my mind. Like uh, Bilbo Absolutely. leaves
3: leaves to Frodo all the uh, the back end, the mithril clothes, the sting. But in the end,
0: the lucky. Uh, the luck gives him the, the luck. At the end, is yeah.
3: the yeah. the the ultimate gift. <laughs> yes. The yeah. strange luck. Uh, Bilbo's lucky and and frodo use it in many times mm
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whoa <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a master class <laughs> oh
4: man <laughs> that was
0: that was awesome yeah, that was last night's class it was that was fun yeah, yeah. I was uh, I, it was it, one of those several times i mean i usually i am uh, I feel just the same way. Like we're having these conversations, and I'm like, "Whoa, I never thought of that before." Or like last night, we're reading that paragraph, that I'm like, "Has this always been in the book? I don't even remember this paragraph. Like, this is incredible." <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, exploring the Lord of the Rings is great fun. Awesome. Well, we will we'll have you guys back to talk again. Thanks everybody for joining us. This has been a, a, a delightful show, uh, and we will be back next week. I'm fortunately done traveling for a bit. No, wait, we won't be. No, back No, you're next not
2: week. here next week. I'm
0: done traveling, but I can't be next. here next week because I have a really boring thing to do but when i'm finished with my boring (laughs) stuff we'll be back next week so in two weeks we'll be back uh with other minds and hands again um uh perhaps with some more fun guests so uh look looking forward to that thanks uh thanks sergio and 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 cesar good luck uh down there in brazil keep up the great work and we'll talk to you guys again soon
4: sure bye now